Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Welcome to the podcast that's rebuilding after the Nor'easter. <laughs> Hashtag just, just saying. Literally rebuilding. That Literally. Was, that sucked. I had to put aside my weekend plans. I thought you were going to say my differences. My differences. <laughs> my differences I'm always putting aside. But I had to put my weekend plans aside because I had to spend the entire weekend trying to fix my fence. We had, oh, it's, it's patched. It's patched like a quilt. <laughs> we, um, we had a big nor'easter storm here last week, and we actually did a show. Actually. In the midst of it. <clears throat> actually. And, um, that was kind of interesting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the aftermath of which left Sean with no power for how many days? From Friday till Tuesday. Oh, and me without half my fence, <laughs> which isn't as bad as not having power. Right. I'll take that. Uh, it was an inconvenient, minor inconvenience for me, major inconvenience for you. Did you like lose all your food and stuff? Pretty much, yeah. <sighs> I went shopping yesterday. Oh, did you just go shopping prior to the storm? Maybe like a week or so before. Oh, okay. Because if you had like just gone shopping and got like. You know, uh, then I would have made the effort. Food and stuff. I would have made the effort then to go get like uh, some big bags of ice and put them in coolers. Oh gosh, there's no saving. It's just like oh, and it wasn't. Although it was kind of chilly here and there. So you might have been able to like put it outside, but then you risk animals. By uh, Sunday, it was freezing in my house. It was like forty-eight. Hmm. And then a couple times, Tab stopped by on her way home from work because we were staying at my parents from Sunday until Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And she said it was like 45, 46 degrees in the house. Oh, that's awful. Burr. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't. It probably wouldn't have been so bad um, had the weather been warmer. That would have been like, nice. Like, we, we had like 50, 60 degrees. We could have toughened it out. Yeah. Stay in there. Uh, so my dad had to come over and help me repair the fence, and then he got hurt, and I felt horrible. And I told Jay, I'm like, I, we have to like properly. I want workers' comp. I know. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad's suing me for all I got. Um, um. All right, honey, I came to help. And like ten minutes later, oh. Well, he. F- but behind my fence is all these like briar thorn bush things, and he went traipsing through, and he was like things and he's like throwing himself everywhere and he tripped it Getting like grabbed pricked. his yeah he tripped on one and he fell and i th- and, you know i was like oh my god are you okay and he's like i'm fine and he got up and he i could tell he was pissed that's it i had enough yeah so we finished <laughs> it was sunday so i went to see i went over my folks for for uh sunday family day and he, he had had a coat on the whole time so i didn't see and when I went over there in the house, he had these huge gashes on his arms, mm. like both arms. I was like, oh, my God, did that happen when you f- fell? And he's like, yes. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, you need to fix the fence, right? <laughs> That's so, why you're here. Yeah, I know. Help. Yeah. Well, no, he came just to help me do like a temporary fix. <laughs> the patch. Yeah. So as soon. Little band-aid. 
as soon as like you <laughs> as soon as like April rolls around and the ground is thawed a little more, I have to get my nephew over to help me repair all the the fence panels and stuff and do it right so we can pull the concrete. And the concrete will settle. Because you can't do it in the cold. The concrete won't settle right. Hmm. Ugh, it's just a huge clusterfuck. Oh, we can never get out of this damn winter. Uh, well, it's it's going. We keep it's getting going. teased. We get a nice day, then we get snow. We get a nice day, we get a storm. <laughs> I it's know. 60 degrees, it's 30 degrees. What the hell? And what's bizarre is we got, we got like... They were saying like, oh my god, we're going to get... This past Wednesday or Thursday, was Thursday. This past Thursday, like Wednesday night into Thursday, we got, we were supposed to get like this huge storm. And everybody was freaking out. Like, oh my God, it's a huge snowstorm. Some people still don't have power, blah, blah, blah. In my area, we mostly got rain up until like Thursday afternoon and then I got some snow. Rain in my area that night until uh, about 11. Huh. That's when I turned over the snow. And then... But my work, which is further north, uh, I I was I woke up to a string of text messages, which was my supervisor and three coworkers. Okay, mm-hmm. now my supervisor says delayed opening. We're opening at eleven. Oh, which I was like, ugh. Don't open at all. That's what I I okay. I do not believe in delayed openings. You either fucking open or you're <laughs> fucking closed. Don't do this shit where it's like, well, we're going to open at 11. I am not traipsing my ass all the way up there to do half a shift. No, I don't <laughs> want to do it. So I was borderline calling in. And then Jay goes, well, are you going to go in? And I said, well, I have to, I guess, because I didn't want to waste another day day off fine yeah because i'd <laughs> called in i called in for the big storm friday mm-hmm. there was no way i was going to work and and what they call a bomb cyclone <laughs> i am staying home all i need is for the mayor to get on tv and say if you can stay home please do and i'm like up oh, staying home yeah but uh <laughs> it seems like lately that happens you either get the governor the mayor or somebody big saying Stay home if you can. Yep. Or we advise you to stay home. Go out if you have to, but be careful type of thing. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, pretty much declaring a state of emergency. Yeah. But yet your work's still open for some reason, or they still expect you to come in. He he was on TV Thursday night talking about calling in the National Guard to help for the storm. If the National Guard has to come, <laughs> I'm not going to work. You shouldn't have to. And I shouldn't have to, and we will open regular hours. I was at work all day last week. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Hell no. We were all waiting for uh, our, one of the captains to come down and say, um, it's all right, you guys want to go at 1. Yeah. You, know, you guys want to leave at 10, whatever time. Ugh. No. We're, <laughs> we're all in our office while we're watching the news and... Like, just down the street from us is getting flooded and people getting evacuated, but we're still at work. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I had called in. So, we were going to get this quote-unquote storm uh, Wednesday night into Thursday. And uh, so, they did this 
So I, I woke up to these text messages from my supervisor, and she's like, well, delayed opening. And then Jay's like, are you going to go? And I said, well, I already wasted a day off calling in for the bomb cyclone. <laughs> so I, I guess I should go to work. One coworker was like, oh, you know, we shouldn't have to go in. And then there was, like, arguing back and forth, back and forth. So I said, okay, if we're not opening until 11, I can get a couple more hours of sleep before I have to get up and deal with everything. So I'm going to go back to bed. So I went back to bed. Yay. Oh, yeah. Yay, absolutely. So I woke up eventually, and I look at my phone again, and my supervisor was texting again, and she goes, never mind, we're closed. Everybody go back to bed. Yay. And I was like, wait a minute. And they were like a million text messages back and forth of all these other coworkers who were like, you're lying. They were like, you're lying, you're kidding. Are we really closed? Why are we closed? Wait, do we have to go in? Wait, what? So I call the weather hotline, because we have a weather hotline at my work. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, due to the severity of the storm, all offices are closed. And I was like, what? Somebody should have texted everybody else and say, nah, I am just kidding, come in. So I wrote back. Make all of them come in for nothing. So I wrote back in this, the, the text thread. I said, can confirm, just called the hotline. We're closed. This other coworker writes back and goes, I don't believe you, Tara. You joke around too much. Well, you do. And I went, <laughs> no, I, I don't like joke around at work. So I was like, really? So I texted back and I said, I am offended that you would think I would, cl- I would joke around about there being no work. <laughs> that is not something I would joke around about at all. That's when they take you serious. Mm. You should absolutely take me totally serious. I'm not messing around. So. Neither am I. That's why we're doing the show today in, in the daytime. Yeah. Well, so I'm using a personal day today because it's my birthday. <laughs> it's Sean's birthday. Birthday Yay. boy. <laughs> that was like the most. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> okay. I, I, I actually have today. Actually, I actually have today off um, because I had some rollover days I had to use. So I was like, ah. and I talked her into using it for today. Oh, I don't have to be talked into taking a Friday off. <laughs> I was looking for a Friday. This was the one of the last Fridays this that was were perfect. This was one of the last Fridays that were available for me to take. <laughs> so perfect. I know. So here's a quick thing. <laughs> Just a quick thing. So uh, my my Thursday friend canceled on me. Uh, Thursday friend, and she uh, she's like, I can't hang out. Uh, she had some something with her kids, so I was like, fine. So I got we go to the same place for dinner every Thursday. So I went and I got. Then they always act confused when I walk in there without her. They're like, Where's your friend? It's like none of your business. Just serve me. Mm-hmm. So that was fine. So then I came home and I was watching, because we watch like Big Bang Theory and, and like Will and Grace and stuff. So I watched those shows by myself. Bang! Now, this, I know you don't watch the shows and I don't, I don't know how many people out there watch Will and Grace, so I'm not going to get into a big thing about it. Um, the episode, like, I was like literally yelling at the TV. Okay? Mm-hmm. It was one of those kind of, I'm like, why are you, what, why? And uh, my, my husband Jay came home. And I was I was still recovering from what happened on the show. Um, if anybody watches it, 
Will texted Michael, why the fuck? Uh, I, if you know, you know. There's nothing else I can say. So Jay walks in the kitchen, in the, in the living room, and I'm just still flabbergasting. He goes, what's the matter? And I said, Will texted Michael. And he doesn't watch the show, and he has no idea. What, and he goes, oh, my God, really? <laughs> and I said, yes. And he goes, is that... I can't believe he did that. And I said, me neither. I can't believe he did it either. And he goes, why would he do that? I said, I don't know. And we were going back and forth. And then he like looked at me and he plopped down on a sofa and he goes, I have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. And he goes, but you were very passionate about it. So I just placated you. (laughs) And I said, you son of a bitch. Like I knew he didn't know, but he was still, uh, anyway. So then I texted my friend. I was like, listen. I said, Teen is the only other person I can do this with. So I texted Teen. I'm like, did you watch Will and Grace? Oh, my God. And she goes, I haven't watched it yet. Of course. <laughs> she goes, I, it was like 10 o'clock. And she goes, I literally just got home from my kid's thing. I'm like, Argh! I said, when you watch it, text me. You damn kids. When you watch it, text me. I was like, I, I, need, I need to talk with somebody about this. <laughs> she goes, okay, I promise. Oh. Like, and then I was laying in bed and I was quiet. And Jay's like, good night. And I was like, good night. And he goes, love you. And I'm like, I can't believe he texted Michael. <laughs> he goes, really, Tara? Can't you get over it yet? No, I can't. He shouldn't have texted him. It was bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Ugh. Ugh. I'm still upset. I guess. Yes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, Gotham uh, came back. Yes, it did. Um, I have not had the opportunity <laughs> to sit and watch. Have you seen any of the new episodes yet? Tab and I watched it last night. Mm, mm. Don't tell me I haven't watched it yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do follow uh, the actors and stuff, so they've been like posting stills and stuff, so I'm like, ooh, that looks good. Like Robin? Yeah, I follow Robin. Mm-hmm. I follow Robin. He's fun. Robin Lloyd Taylor, not yes. Robin as in Batman Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's too busy on the what, NCIS thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. He's on one of those copy copy shows. <laughs> copy. Those little copy shows. <laughs> I'm a little cop. See my little badge. Um, Six City Extension version. Yeah. I feel like it's like some kind of L.A. thing. I think it is. Ugh. You know, they have like a million of those shows. I get them all confused. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to get into the... Sure. Or, or, no? We actually have something here about Gotham. That I, I know. Wasn't that a good cross? lead-in? Mm-hmm. We don't often do really good lead-ins, so <laughs> I'm like proud, proud of us when we do. The biggest plot holes in the show Gotham. <sighs> here we go. Gotham as War Zone. One of the plot points in Gotham's second season revolves around the city's transformation into a war zone after the escape of the various inmates from the asylum. There's just one small problem. (gasps) No! Yes. No! Yes. (laughs) It was widely and probably lawless from the very beginning. The general arc of the show has always followed James Gordon as an essentially good and principled cop who's determined to combat the city's cemented uh, police corruption. Uh, from the totally uneven first season, however, it's been hard to take his quest too seriously. <laughs> the, the odds Gordon faces on his quest are just cartoonishly over the top. 
Everyone from the street cops to high-level officers is almost openly in the pocket of the mob. <laughs> That's 100% true. Yes. And the uh, the story arc that they had at the beginning of this season, they were actually on Penguin's payroll. Yes. Like, blatantly. <laughs> it's like, well, don't even try to hide your corruption. Just throw it right out in people's faces. They terrorize people, run their own drug warehouses, and can barely be bothered to assist Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the only interested cop when he wants to investigate someone being stabbed by an ice pick inside the precinct. Rather than, quote, serving and protecting Gotham, its police force seems to be acting as corrupt foreign invaders (laughs) occupying a distant land. It seems utterly impossible that the streets would have descended into chaos years ago. So by the time we see, quote, insane criminals opposing the police force, it's funny that the city is now thought of as a war zone. It's difficult not to root for the villains, who, in a different story, might well be the plucky band of misfits <laughs> banding together against cartoonishly evil authority. <laughs> plucky? <laughs> <laughs> what a plucky band of misfits! Yeah. Rolling around. Yeehaw! <laughs> that's a, but that's 100% Black true. Black Bart and his gang. I know, but that's 100% true. Like, he's he's the only one with any kind of morals in the police. Mm-hmm. And he's running around like, we gotta we gotta solve this thing. And everybody's like, eh, we don't really have to do that. <laughs> we could solve it at the bar, Jim. That's what we could do. It's like, what the fuck? We want to stay here at the precinct and sit at our desks. But I think, like, in terms of writing, I think that just, like... They're just trying to make him look like he's like this beacon of, of lawfulness and everybody else is like, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> you know, but it does revolve around the criminals. They're the best part of the show. Next plot hole, Gordon not blackmailing Loeb. That's L-O-E-B. Loeb. Gordon's most visible clash against Gotham's corrupt police department came courtesy of his flight against Commissioner Loeb. A man with a shady past, he covered up the fact that his daughter murdered Loeb's own wife. Loeb is complex in the force's problems and helps protect Gordon's rival, Arnold Flass. He's also fully in league with the mob, <laughs> which goes a long way toward explaining the attitude and the vast majority of the PD seems to take toward enforcing law and order. Eventually, Gordon and his partner Bullock discover the truth about Loeb's daughter and other transgressions. This seems like the setup for Gordon taking out the commissioner, especially as Gordon ends the first season threatening to bring him to justice. (laughs) However... Oh, of course! (laughs) How would it end so easily? The second season opens with both Gordon and Bullock demoted to traffic cops and Gordon eventually getting fired. Boo! You're fired. (laughs) There's no real reason. (laughs) The viewer's aware... Of that Gordon didn't leverage his information and evidence to blackmail Loeb. Not only is it unbelievable that Gordon doesn't defend himself with his knowledge, it goes against his threats at the end of the season one, all in the name of the show to shake things up to the status quo. Boom, boom. Now, Loeb is played by uh, the other bosom buddy that's not Tom Hanks. (laughs) Who's the bosom buddy that's not Tom Hanks? I don't know, but it's the same situation with Wham. Oh, shit. No, that's An- that's Andrew Ridgely. That I remember. You do. I do. 90% oh, of Oh, the bosom buddy is not Tom Hanks. Come on. Come on, you guys. Who's the bosom buddy that's not Tom Hanks? 
If you're yelling, I can't hear you. <laughs> Louder. I can see his face. Yes, you can. Peter Scolari. There you Boom. go. Boom. Peter Scolari. I didn't even get on uh, online yet. Holy crap, that would have bugged me. Peter Scolari, thank you. Thank you to me. Because <laughs> nobody else was fucking yelling it out. Thank you, me. Thank you, me. Next plot hole. Why did Fish let Penguin live numerous occasions? Because he's awesome. <laughs> it takes the Penguin very little time to establish himself as a rising star destined to be the main antagonist of the series. First, however, he begins as a lowly assistant to crime boss Fish Mooney. In order to try to rise above his station, he provides info about her criminal activities to detectives Ellen and Montoya. When Mooney finds out, she hurts Penguin but doesn't kill him. Later, Penguin teams up with a rival crime boss and returns to see Mooney after everyone thought he was dead. Instead of killing him, she stabs him in the arm. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Later on, after it's become clear that he's trying to pit crime bosses against each other and benefit from the crossfire, Fish captures Penguin, ties him up instead of shooting him, and he, of course, escapes. Of course! The entire time, the viewer is likely screaming at the screen. <laughs> we all know Penguin is effectively protected by plot armor. He's a majority antagonist of the show and a future rival to the grown Batman. However... <laughs> plot holes! <laughs> we also see that Fish Mooney doesn't hesitate to immediately shoot those who anger her. And the show offers no rational explanation on how Penguin keeps escaping her tender mercies. Okay, I can offer one one explanation for when she didn't kill him once. Okay. When he came back and she stabbed him in the arm, because he was already working with the other crime boss, whose name I fucking forget. I think it begins with an M. Doesn't matter. Uh, because he was already, like, working with him and under his protection, I think if she had killed him, it would have started, like, a mob war instantly. Maybe. Because that was mm -hmm. his, you know, friend. You know. Friend. 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 Oh, David David Ogden Steers died. I think I was say Hasselhoff. No, David Ogden Steers. <laughs> he played the dad in Better Off Dead. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Everybody's like, Star of MASH, David Augustiers died. I'm like, that's not where I know him from. You are really bringing me over, man. <laughs> Better Off Dead's a great movie. Uh, uh, you missed, you little uh, menace. <laughs> yes, uh, menace. <laughs> oh, anyway, I, actually, I, I meant to tell you that, and I was like, oh, I got to tell him while I'm thinking of it. <laughs> so I can that's one explanation for why she didn't kill him I don't know the others because she had like a million opportunities even in um when he was running for mayor, mayor. and she <laughs> that's a good idea I could run for mayor yeah and he was running for mayor and talking about killing the monsters she like ran into him in the woods or something when they were trying to flee flee <laughs> And, like, she, she like, touches his face or something. Like, they have a weird, tender moment. And then she's, like, out of there. 
like a woman. She's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just weird. Like, because she, she should have killed him because he was talking all that shit about, you know, killing, basically killing her and nothing. It's like she has a really weird thing about forgiveness when it comes to him. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is like, I'll string him up. Isn't uh, her character still in like a uh, a capsule? I don't know what happened to her character, if I'm if I'm being honest, because... I think last we saw her, she was in like a capsule waiting to be uh, regenerated or something. I don't know where she was. <laughs> no, she died. Ooh, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> But that was actually the, the be- like seasons ago. <laughs> well, I'm honestly not sure. That's what they seem to do. They kind of leave you hanging with one character, so that you kind of forget about them for a while, and then they bring <laughs> back someone else and have them quarrel with others. If for like a season or two, and then yeah. they're like, all right, now we're bringing you know fish back, or we're bringing so and so back. She died. Spoiler alert: She died when um. <laughs> Do you remember that storyline when Gordon got infected with the Alice Mad Hatter shit mm-hmm. and he needed a serum mm-hmm. to cure it? They went to get it. Like, for some reason, she had it because she had the Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And when they had the, the, like the big fight, she ended up getting stabbed, I think, or shot. And Penguin was all upset for some reason. He was like, oh, my God, fish. Oh. And Dr. Strange was like, oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't seem to care one way or another. He oh. was just shocked that she was, like, dead. Mm-hmm. And, like, they left and she was on the ground. So I guess just because we saw her dead and on the ground doesn't necessarily mean that she's dead. Because mm-hmm. nobody ever really dies in these shows. Hashtag Colson lives. <laughs> <laughs> No, the only people that really die are just like, like unknown characters. Yeah, like what sidekicks you, or what are you a B character? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can be going. <laughs> You're gonna be dead. In about <laughs> two... <laughs> You're gonna be dead, bitch. <laughs> in about two seconds. As soon as the camera's on you, <laughs> you dead. Uh, next plot hole: no path to commissioner. Ooh. Speaking of plot of armors, aside from Bruce Wayne. No character in the show has such of a fixed fate as James Gordon. We know, after all, that he will eventually become the grizzled and world-weary commissioner of the Gotham PD. However, the need to crank the drama to, quote, 11 every season has produced a Gordon that would never realistically achieve that status. Over the course of his various clashes with corrupt PD officers, and politicians, Gordon has been demoted to a traffic cop, fired and reinstated after making a deal with the Penguin. <laughs> He's been convicted of murder and convicted to 42 years in prison, only to be cleared and pursue a new career as a bounty hunter. Becoming police commissioner involves winning the trust of politicians and citizens alike. Thus far, the show has presented Gordon as an obstacle and threat to the corrupt politicians. And as for the citizens, it's... Difficult to imagine a world in which he becomes commissioner after all the public scandals he's endured. No, I mean, I, that's true. It's like, you know, ultimately he's going to become commissioner. Yeah. Like, after watching, like, all the many hundreds of other Batman shows and movies, right. we all know Commissioner Gordon. 
Yes. In every single thing, he's always a commissioner. Although I did like Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon. He's in the, uh, ooh, the Christopher Nolan Batmans. That's right, I said it. That was probably <laughs> probably the best part about the Christopher Nolan Batmans. But they actually, um... Actually? Actually, they actually have... They finished filming this season. And I was watching an interview with the cast, uh, like a week ago, when they had done the last table read. And apparently they already have a lot fleshed out for what they want to do if they get a season five. Mm-hmm. And they're like, some of it's gonna it's gonna be like bigger and blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh my god, now I hope we get a season five. <laughs> I think they should at least do season five. Uh, I'm thinking now that they got Jerome back in, mm-hmm. being like the Joker. Yeah. With his uh, <clears throat> with his acting as the Joker. Mm-hmm. They keep doing more of that. I think they should, or they will. It's he does a really good Joker. He's good. He's good. I he was in last absolutely. night's episode. Was he? Yeah. Nice. I um. Tab loved it because Joker's her her favorite of the. Oh really? Show. I'm sorry. It will always be Mark Hamill. <laughs> Just me. Who recently got a star on the Walk of Fame yesterday? He did. Yep. Finally. Yes. After all these years. I can. What shocked me most about that is he he tweeted out a thing and then he posted a picture. On Instagram, and I was, he's like, "Oh, I'm finally gonna get, I'm gonna get a thing, and I'm not worthy, and blah blah blah." And I was just like, and I commented, "I'm like, Mark, how do you not have one already?" <laughs> like I thought he already had one. Because the people that are in charge of giving these stars a walk of fame have a stick up their ass, and it takes so long for some of these people now these days to get a, a good star there. Meanwhile, they, meanwhile, Ryan Seacrest has one. How does Ryan Seacrest have one? Before Mark Hamill. Probably because he's like Kevin Hart. He doesn't stop working. <laughs> He'll take everything that comes his way. Mark Hamill's always worked. Oh, you want to host this? Yes. Sure. Here you go. <laughs> want to host that? Sure. Here you go. And before you know it, he's, he's hosting like six shows within two months. I'm 100% on board. <laughs> what do you got? Seacrest, I'll do it. Not only is Seacrest, Seacrest out, out, Seacrest doesn't sleep. <laughs> so anyway... Well, yeah, there might, there might be two Seacrest that we don't know. But I mean, right now we have the whole cloud of like, will it, won't it? Because Fox now got bought by Disney. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they're gonna do. They better do the right thing, damn it! They better do the right thing. <laughs> if I knew who to write, I would start a campaign. You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out, and you will write. It's. It's supposedly we're going to find out, um, I think in, in May or June, they're going to make the decision on everything, not just Gotham, on everything that they're going to keep and things that are going to get canceled. So if you like Gotham, watch Gotham, um, because the numbers help. Yes. That's my, <laughs> that's my preachy moment. I will trip on my soapbox on the way out the door. <laughs> All right, I'll do uh, another one quickly. Good. We got Jerome's Bizarre Legacy. There are a few Gotham characters as devised as Jer- Jerome Balska. Valeska. Valeska. God, I hate these things. <laughs> he was Smith. <laughs> that would be better. Doe. <laughs> Jerome Doe. <laughs> <laughs> he was teased early on a possible Joker when viewers first heard his <laughs> evil laughter. 
The show reinforced this idea later on when he became the leader of the Mannix, a group of anarchist asylum escapees who are adept at spreading chaos and infiltrating the police. He even killed Sarah Essen, who died at the hands of the Joker in the Batman comics. So far, all of this is understandable, if a little disappointing. The show wants to leverage the symbolic power of the Joker, having a madman that could be him while maintaining the plausible deniability. deniability. Oh, same time! <laughs> that comic fans want. As the Joker famously stated in the comics, if he were going to have a past, it might as well be multiple choice. Inexplicable. Thank you. It's the way the show handled his legacy. Before he killed Essen, she told him he would never be remembered after he died, and he insisted his game would spread like a virus. This hollow-sounding threat seems to come true after he dies. Copycat killers suddenly crop up, echoing Jerome's laughter. But it makes sense. <laughs> right until Doesn't you, it, though? Right up until you think about it. Typically, the likelies of the Joker and other media are influenced by other factors, and in most incarnations... He recruits other crazy people in Gotham. The show, it implies that some people heard Jerome's laugh and decided to murder people. <laughs> that guy's got a fun laugh. <laughs> I'm going to shank people now. <laughs> I just want to kill somebody right now. <laughs> Ooh, I feel better. Teehee. Uh, <laughs> it effectively confirms Jerome's notion that his madness would go <laughs> viral, but skips the viral step, explaining exactly how or why. And also... Uh, you reminded me about something else we have. Oh, okay. Because you mentioned, Mark, well, you and I mentioned Mark Hamill. Yes. Which leads us to Star Wars. Which yes. leads us to something that I saw yesterday. <clears throat> John Williams, who scores the music for all the Star Wars movies, is ready to quit scoring the Star Wars movies. <laughs> John Williams actually, 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 he also used to be the conductor of the Boston Pops. Yes. Just to tie that to hometown. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. John Williams has no doubt that Star Wars films will go on indefinitely now that the franchise is owned by Disney. Whores! <laughs> Disney is whoring the shit out of Star Wars! Yes. But it sounds like he's overscoring them. The iconic 86-year-old composer recently told the radio station that he... Plan to score the upcoming episode 9, but then he wants to be done. Aww. Quote, we know J.J. Abrams is preparing one now for next year that I will hopefully do for him, and I look forward to it, says Williams. Quote, it will round out a series of nine and be quite enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar-winning living legend said... When he scored A New Hope in 1977, he had no idea there would be more films. So it's developed into the most amazing way, unquote. Williams also revealed his new favorite character is Rey, played by Daisy Radley. And when he was asked to score The Last Jedi, the first question he had for producer <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy! <laughs> was whether would Riley, Radley return. Quote, she said yes. So I said yes. We all said yes, said Williams. <laughs> With a career spanning more than six decades, Williams has composed some of the most popular and recognizable scores in film history, yep. including the Star Wars series, 
Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, JFK, Jaws. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> oh, it looks like shock fin on the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Superman and E.T., the extraterrestrial, among many more. Yes, he's been doing it forever. Yep, he's 86. Uh, I think it's time to retire and sit back and enjoy life. I guess. And just one last thing because we're on. Oh, by the way, I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt if you're watching the, uh, if you're not watching the video. Yes, you can check out the, uh, we, we film a video of us recording the podcast. We post it up on YouTube. We also have little location shoots. We go around New England and film shit. This was so. unintentional. <laughs> Putting on the Star Wars shirt and having that because I forgot this article was in my car. And I just grabbed this shirt just to throw on for the show. Very nice. Uh, so you can check that out on YouTube. Yes. Now that I plug that. Uh, so one more, one more Star Wars related thing because I joked while you were reading that that Disney was whoring the shit out of Star Wars. Now they're doing a Star Wars land at Disney World in um, Orlando, mm-hmm. which I'm actually kind of on board with. Road trip. Oh, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. My nephew uh, just went to Orlando in January, and they've they've already, like, put Star Wars all over the park. Hmm. He's like, you, we, we, when we walked into the park, it was the parade of stormtroopers. <clears throat> so the Darth Vader theme starts playing. Dun, 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 dun. And Dar- the, these parade of stormtroopers come out, and then Darth Vader, like, follows behind them. You should. Now, my my <laughs> nephew's little girl, who was five, um, has not, up until that point, had not seen Star Wars. Hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, when the music started playing, and everybody kind of stopped and moved off to the side, so that the stormtroopers could troop through, <laughs> she was like, what's going on? And being the, the fun dad that he is, <laughs> leaned down to her and said... Those are the children police. <laughs> and if you're naughty, they will take you away. And she's like, I don't want to go with them. I don't want to go with them. They look mean. <laughs> and then he had to come clean with it. And he's like, no, it's from a movie. And that movie that you know Grandpa likes. And she's like, oh, okay. And then she kind of got into it. And they do like this little weird Jedi training for little kids. Mm-hmm. And you get to play with like a fake lightsaber. And they show you how to do stuff. And they give you a Jedi name. And so, um, but he was like telling me about it. Then you go back mm-hmm. home and you think you're all that. And everyone's teasing the shit out of you. Yeah. And then, um, so the, like he was telling me about it. And then he said, uh, they have a place kind of roped off and marked for like Star Wars World or whatever. And I was like, oh, I want to go. <laughs> so. Uh, Disney already whoring it. Now, they announced this week, like two days ago or a day ago, that there will be a Star Wars series, like an episodic, like Gotham, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Star Wars series, and it's going to be executive produced by Jon Favreau, Mm. which I'm actually happy about because he's uber nerdy. So I know, if, I yeah, I know if anybody's gonna stay true to like what 
something is, it will be John Favreau. Thank God. He's the one who got Marvel back on track. Yay! He did the original Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. and really started the whole thing with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of excited that he's going to be executive producing it. Mm-hmm. That that means I'm going to at least I will try to watch it. And but really, they're going to have to impress the shit out of me with the first episode because <laughs> if it's shitty, I'm going to walk away real quick. There's a lot of fans would. Yeah, like I have no. Mm-hmm. I like Star Wars fine, but I'm not going to watch it just because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to have to really pull me in. That's just my opinion. Don't write me a horrible email. <laughs> I'm the type that will watch the first episode, and if I'm not yeah. too amazed, I'll wait till the next one or two. And after that, really? if I'm still not amazed, then I'll quit. I stopped. I, this is horrible. I stopped watching. I, I barely made it through the first episode of Stranger Things, mm-hmm. and I was like, I got to get out of here. I can't finish this. There's one point that I was ready to stop, too. But Really? We watched the whole rest of the first and, mm-hmm. and all second it gets better i just i and i'm kind of you know i'm very busy sean i don't have time <laughs> i can't get into something right now it's like we're breaking bad oh, i made it through at least three or four episodes of that <laughs> and then i was just like nah i'm once, good once it happened i got to like the third season and it just got boring as hell to me and i stopped really Somewhere around the beginning of the third. And everybody's like, everybody freaks out about it. They're like, oh, it's the best. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's okay. <laughs> like, I really, I made it like through. First two seasons were great. I wasn't thrilled with the beginning of the third one. Just so, kind of dragged. The last episode I remember was when they killed some guy in a tub and the tub corroded and fell through the floor. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were trying to dissolve a body in the tub. I don't remember. I was just like, okay, whatever, whatever. Great scene of a tub falling through the floor would be on the movie The Money Pit. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't replicate that laugh. <laughs> he has an awesome laugh to that, though. He does. He's like shouting in his girl's ear with the laughter. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Watch so, the Money Pit. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, we're giving you a lot of things here. It's one of my favorites. That is a good movie. It's uh, I you know I'd rather watch the Money Pit than Castaway. Yes. If we're talking Tom Hanks films, mm-hmm. and now we kind of are. <laughs> my chair is falling again. As great as an actor as he is, do you really want to watch him talk to a uh, a volleyball? Not really. No. <laughs> So if you, if you watch the YouTube video, you can watch the slow descent of my chair. <laughs> because I'm practically on the floor now. <laughs> I know. And I can't get up. Can't get up and fix it. Lollipop killed. Lollipop killed. Lollipop killed. Sure. <laughs> you know, that bitch, I was watching. No, 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 no. I was watching. Um, I was watching this YouTube video. I think by like this company called like Mojo or something. And they had this video called, like, 10, or, like, it was either top 10 or, or top times that villains were actually correct in a movie. Now, in Wizard of Oz, and it's been a long time since I've seen Wizard of Oz, because uh, it's not one of my go-to movies, 
Um, now the house falls on the witch. Yay! Right? Yes. Bitch is dead. Yay! Dorothy, whose house it was, by the way, so she basically murdered this witch. Nice. Um, takes the shoes, the ruby slipper shoes, right? And claims them as her own. And then the wicked witch is after the shoes, which aren't technically rightfully hers. Right. But Dorothy's like, oh, the witch. Oh, dear God. Somebody save me. They're her shoes. Like, you killed this person, stole their shoes, and now you're upset because their relative wants the shoes back. Like, what kind of stupid bullshit is that? I don't know. I'm just saying. And then, if I'm not mistaken, this wasn't in the video, but if I'm not mistaken, wasn't the whole time, wasn't she able to go home anyway? She didn't even need the shoes to go home? No. Because the guy's like, you had that power inside of you all along. <laughs> you can go home whenever you want to. All she had to do is click her heels. Yeah, but she probably could have clicked her heels if she had on penny loafers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just, ba-boom, I'm going home. The good witch could have told her once once she uh, waved her wand. I my chair. Yeah? Once she waved her wand and made the ruby slippers appear on her feet. Yeah. At that moment, she could have told her right there and then, all you got to do is click your heels and go home. Oh, no, I know. They got to put her through all that crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very rude. Like, nobody could have told her that. Anyway, what I have has absolutely nothing to do with that. <laughs> hmm. But I was kind of annoyed with some people this week. Not people that I know, just people in general. Mm-hmm. So, I got uh, a little bit of that too after <laughs> yours. So this is just like uh, like a people poll, right? <laughs> a people poll of people things people do that make you question their intelligence. A lot of people these days don't have intelligence. They don't, except for our listeners. You guys are very smart. Probably the only. You should probably weigh in on that, Sean. Probably, probably the only intelligent people out there. <laughs> I was going to say, you might want to put in your two cents. <laughs> a little flattery. <laughs> okay. Oh, and this this first one is a big pet peeve of mine. People who block the entire supermarket, supermarket aisle. Humans seem to go into full idiot mode when buying groceries for some reason. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Move your cart over to the side. It's supermarket etiquette. Yes. Move over. You're blocking the whole aisle. It's wide enough for two carriages to go past each other. Right. It's like, like a street. Like two ships in the night. I call it street rules. <laughs> because you don't park in the middle of the street, you pull over to the side. Same yes. thing. And it's bad enough, no matter what time I go there, supermarket employees are always restocking. Mm-hmm. It's They must do that 24-7. I did a little shopping yesterday at Market Basket. They were restocking. Yes. I knew it. And this is like at the, about 4 o'clock. Oh, Jesus. They're always doing it, so it's bad enough you have that happening in the aisle, but when you leave your cart in the middle of the thing, and you know what? If this podcast gets one person to move over to the side, I will consider it my mission. That's it. I will be happy. Yay! Okay. Blocking the entrance to the train slash bus when people are trying to exit. You're standing right in front of the door with people streaming around you. Like, what do you expect to achieve? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Now, I remember having a commute to work and having to take the T, the or as other people out of state might know it as, the train, the subway. Uh, what do they call it? The transit system. The transit system. What do they call it in uh, the UK? The underground. Ooh, that, that sounds actually cool. We should call it that down. I'm on the underground. Digital underground. The tube. <laughs> so uh, people would do that. It's so ignorant. It's like, just move out of the way. So, and apparently this next person was like, it's the same with elevators, not letting people in or out, especially when the elevator is typically busy. I hate it when you're about to get off the elevator and people just rush in. Like, do you have, you have to let me out before you uh, get on, you asshole. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes. And uh, when I used to work in the city and one of the things I had to do was deliveries. So I had this delivery thing with me. It's like pushing mail, like pushing a mail cart, and I have to squeeze into elevators, and people would stream on, and I'm like, I have to get out with my cart, move. And people were just stupid. I got one for that. Yeah. It's like every time I go to Walmart. Yeah. Enter, exit. <laughs> How many times am I going out the exit, and there's at least three people coming in the exit side because they're too lazy to walk out the four feet and go in the enter door. I've done that. I'm not going to lie to you. I've done that. <laughs> if, the, if you step on that area and the door opens and no one's coming, mm-hmm. I'll do that. If people are walking towards me, mm-hmm. I'll have the courtesy to go in the entrance door like you're supposed to. <laughs> Every time I'm walking up, people are just walking mm-hmm. in almost in my way. It's like, um, actually, sometimes I actually say, uh, uh, actually, you know, this is the exit door, right? <laughs> Can you read? I know, right? Enter doors on that side. I'll say something like that. I don't care. <laughs> I like this next one. This next one's my favorite. Oh, gosh. I worked with a lady that would misuse phrases to the point where I thought she was doing it on purpose, but then I realized she was just stupid. Yeah. And here are the phrases, this person. I hate to be the barrier of bad news. It's all just supply and command. It's all water under the fridge. <laughs> it's not rocket appliances. <laughs> we can get two birds stoned at once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two birds stoned at once. Let's I take, like that one. Let's take the regular seri- um, series of those and change it into our words. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so two birds with one stone. Two birds stoned at once. Gosh. They're passing the blunt to each other. <laughs> Go home, lady. You scared me. I was about to say that. You scared me. Bitch. People who stack a dishwasher with bowls inside of other bowls, pots inside of other pots, etc., and wondering why they don't get clean. <laughs> Understood. Learn to use a dishwasher. <laughs> when people jump into whatever health fad or diet that's popular, like the seemingly otherwise intelligent people I work with are always doing juice cleanses. Juice does not cleanse your body. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You're basically just starving your body. Ah, health facts. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I always question the intelligence of people who misunderstand or ignore right of way. Mm -hmm. Oh, driving. Fun, fun. There aren't that many rules, and most of them are pretty intuitive. If you get to a stop sign noticeably before me, don't try to wave me through. Just go. And for God's sake, if I'm at a stop sign and you have clear road ahead of you, 
Don't stop and hold up traffic just to wave me through. Just go. This scenario is even more baffling when they're closest to me on a two-lane road and their vehicle, plus those stuck behind them, are blocking my view of the other lanes. When they wave me through, they're essentially pressuring me to take a turn of faith across unseen lanes of traffic. (laughs) That is very dangerous. Do not do that. No. I know some people are trying to be polite, but the most polite thing to do is not waste my time by suddenly changing rules of the road and confusing me. Oh, God. (laughs) Exactly. There's so much about the driving situations I can bitch about. (laughs) Not using turn signals. You're operating expensive, dangerous machinery, and you can't flick your fingers a bit to give me a heads up. But I can flick one to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. Lack of awareness. Watch that, watch that be the still. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. I'd actually hoped that it would be last week, your hammer and nail joke. The old hammer and nail. But it wasn't. I don't know. Kind of sad. Pull that pose. Instead, you're not doing anything. You're looking off into the distance. From the distance. At, I'm looking at Daisy or something. I'm just scratching my neck like a crackhead. <laughs> Lack of awareness in your surroundings. I'm talking groups of people who don't move to the side of a footpath. Those who step out on a road without looking. Those who stop walking in the middle of the mall. I hate that. I hate them all. When you're walking and then all of a sudden people stop, mm-hmm. it's like, no, 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 no. Go. Or move to the side. Road <laughs> yes. rules. Look, a bench. Go sit there. <laughs> okay. I was at Heathrow Airport a month ago and the guy right in front of me on the escalator got to the top. Stepped off and stopped to check his phone. I had two suitcases with me, and the escalator was full, so I shouted, and I mean properly shouted, don't fucking stop there, get a fucking move on, half a second before I crashed into the back of him, and someone crashed into the back of me. He moved on, and we all untangled ourselves, and then he turned around and said, there's no need to be so rude, to which I replied, then don't just fucking stop at the top of the fucking escalator, you fucking knob. Good for him. (laughs) Hashtag good for you. That's awesome. Yes. Difficulty reading instructions. Right now, specifically, those credit card readers. Oh, my God. Do you absolutely hate it when you're behind somebody and it seems like that's the first time they've ever used an ATM card (laughs) and they have no idea what the fuck they're doing? Yep. I hate that. I I get it. I see it at Walmart. Yeah. I get it. They can be annoying and inconsistent, but at least it tells you what to do. But this happens multiple times a day. Person inserts chip. Machine beeps. Says error reading. Swipe instead. Person looks at the machine for five seconds, appears content, takes the card, and walks away. Wait, I say. It looks like you have an error. They come back and claim surprise. It did? What did I do? I look down at the card reader and says, I think you should probably swipe. (laughs) When at a full, uh, here we go. When at a self-service and something goes wrong, such as the scale picked up an incorrect item weight, a button, uh, and a new sc- screen will in- with instructions will pop up. At this point in time, there are several things you can do. Will the customer a read the prompt and press the button? B stand there like a goat gazing into the abyss. C furiously attempt to scan the next item, doing it more vigorously each time it doesn't scan. Every time it kills me. I'm falling again. Oh, this fucking chair. 
Those people that stare into the abyss. Yeah. I always see them at the uh, intersections at light. Oh, Once yeah. it turns green, they're still... <laughs> oh, am I supposed to move? What am I supposed to do now? It's green. What does green mean again? And what, <laughs> what amazes the hell out of me is I see that. like four or five cars ahead of me. Yeah. Nobody in front of me is beeping at them to go. But yeah, there's days when I'm at the light, and three seconds after it changes green, while I'm moving my foot, some mm-hmm. asshole is honking at me. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they honk at the idiots that don't move? Yeah. And people like I... me who are in the process of moving to go. Right. I'm always just about ready to go when it's green, because I can't wait to get out there. <laughs> Yeah. They're honking at me. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't win. I can't win today. Then you got the other assholes yeah. that, that uh, you, you end up behind. Yeah. We're, we're going slow up to the light while it's green. Mm-hmm. And then it changes to yellow and red. And then they go right through the light and you're stuck in the freaking red light. Oh, I really hate that. I can't stand it, you assholes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sean, going crazy. Stop hesitating. It's still green. Go. Yes. We're changing the yellow. Go. You know what I hate? Since we're just talking about this kind of thing. Uh, this is time to vent. I, I guess it's vent time. Arr. So <laughs> one of the things that really sticks in my craw, <laughs> makes me hem and haw. One of the things that makes me hem and haw <laughs> is um, I hate when... All right, accidents are horrible. I get it. Uh, my issue is not with the accident itself. It's with people who slow down and stare and cause traffic about the accident. Especially you, on the highway. You are not going to help. You're not helping at all. Nope. Like, it's even if, like, like all right, the police are already on the scene. So if there's any medical thing to be distributed, they got this. Uh, you're not, I mean, unless you're a surgeon and can pull over and sew the guy's, you know, whatever back on, uh, I didn't want to get too graphic. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're a surgeon and you can stop and by all means do, but don't slow down and look like Mm -hmm. that's not helping anybody. And now we're all just late for work. On top of that, you are not with the uh, news crews or the press. Right. Put your fucking phones down and keep going. <laughs> and for God, well, you know what? I'll add an addendum to that, okay? If you are absolutely going to have to, you know, you want to put that morbid video out there, for God's sakes, at least have the courtesy you hold your phone horizontal. <laughs> Don't do that vertical video shit. I can't stand the view. Nor I. That's one of the, oh, that now I'm hemming and hawing about that. You get this clear picture here, and then you got the blurred out Big version of it right behind right. it. I don't get that. Yeah. That is stupid as hell. I learned that. Actually, that's like filming 101. I learned that our first video shoot out, mm-hmm. I started the film like that and then turned my thing and realized like, oh, the picture is better if you hold it this way. It's better and you get more in the picture. Yeah. Yes. Oh, boy. You, know, you people can't put your phones down. You might as well learn how to really use them. <laughs> if you have to hold it and you have to film, 
Hold it horizontally, please. That's why I can't stand about these days. No one can put the phones down for any reason. Um, I, you know what? I like it because it helps me not talk to people. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious. Like, if I'm like... No, there, there are times that's fine. But yeah. everybody around us, they can't put the phone down. Yeah. It's like glued or attached to the hand somehow. And if you're listening to this on your phone, good for you. <laughs> Thank you for not putting your phone down. Just hopefully you're not <laughs> driving while you're holding this. No, no, no. You can you can drive and play it through your thing without holding it. <laughs> <laughs> drive without holding it. <laughs> See if you can do that for a week. But um boom Oh my goodness. Now I'm I'm nervous because I'm looking at the time, and the other thing that I have is pretty pretty hefty. Oh, I have um, another thing to bitch about. Oh, you have another thing to bitch about? Yeah. Something that recently happened with me. I was uh, looking on eBay for a DVD set that I wanted to get. Yeah. And uh, I found one at a good price. So uh, I was start I started to put the bit down, like just buy it now. Yeah. And then I get this little notice on the screen saying, Seller does not ship to P.O. Boxes. Well, my first thought was shit. <laughs> <laughs> so then I contacted them, because sometimes I'll contact these people, tell them my situation, the fact that I live in a small town, and the only way we get mail is at a, a small post office that doesn't deliver. Yep. We all have a P.O. Box, and that's the only way we can get mail. Mm-hmm. Some of these other people were... You know, make an exception and say, okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. I understand. And then we work in a way that I can buy it and still get it. Yeah. This DVD set that I recently inquired about. Nope. I get a response back saying, sorry, I don't ship to P.O. boxes. Rude. I send you a message explaining the situation and you still don't want to send it to me, you stupid shit. You dick. This is the only way we get mail in my town, and you still don't want to do business. I would think he would want your money. I guess he does Like, don't people just want, like, oh, I don't care. I'll just, you know, I'll take the money. Like, what's the big deal about shipping to a P.O. box? I don't know. Is it? Even if it's, like, a a big item that doesn't really fit in a box. Yeah. These post offices, they put them aside in an area, and you just tell them what your box number is, and they go over here or go get it. Yeah. Well, some of them, like mine, they have like uh, locker systems, like lockers, yeah. with actual drawers. And if it's too big for that, they'll just keep it out back and you just tell me a number and they'll go get it. Now, uh, I work for a health insurance um, company. And when I first started there, one of their big things was I do enrollment. I enroll people in, in health insurance. Poor me. <laughs> and um, the one of their big... Uh, beefs was if somebody wanted to enroll in health insurance and they had a P.O. box, we couldn't do it. We needed a physical address. Mm-hmm. Now, they have since laxed on that and we can uh, process an enrollment for somebody with a P.O. box. But it always struck me as very strange. Like, why can't you do it for a P.O. box? Like, mm-hmm. what's the stigma behind that? Is it like, oh, I, I can't even think of a reason. After I sent my message explaining my situation, then mm-hmm. I thought to myself, self? <laughs> <laughs> I said to myself, self? Um, long as that P.O. box number is on there, we can still put a street address. 
Mm-hmm. It'll still go to our post office box. So I told him that, like, if you just, if I buy it with my street address, you can just write P.O. Box number on it, mm-hmm. which is the simplest thing to do. Yeah. No, that that's, after that is when I got the message, sorry, we don't send the P.O. Boxes. That's so weird. You're such an asshole. <laughs> he really is. If you're going to be that way, don't sell on eBay. What a dink. Dink. My goodness. So, if you're not going to be able to uh, work with these people that you want to sell to, don't sell. (laughs) At least try to be a little accommodating. Like, he probably could have met you halfway. Simplest thing is, all right, just tell me, go ahead, order it with my street address. Mm -hmm. He'll write write down P.O. box on the label and what the (laughs) box number is. That's all he has to do. Yep. Up my ride! Oh, they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they have to do is just write the P.O. box number on it, and it, I'll still get it. No problem. Right. That would be the simplest thing to do, but nope. Sorry, let's send the P.O. boxes. I'll screw That's you. weird. I think they're just being complicated for the sake of being complicated. Yep. That's just rude. If you're going to sell on eBay, you got to think. Not everybody has home delivery for mail. Right. These small towns like mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope <laughs> they don't have a mail carrier right there's no little truck going through my neighborhood Ugh. none of us have mailboxes outside my mail person's a dinkus <laughs> if I don't have the, the snow uh, properly removed from the three or four feet from the the mailbox they won't <clears throat> excuse me they won't deliver the mail at all are they driving vehicles that are supposed to go through rain sleet and snow and <laughs> Uphills both ways. Uphills both ways. Fighting pumas while they deliver your mail? I think not. My goodness. Uh, I don't know. I got one last thing. So we have about eh, five minutes. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth it. Uh, unless be. you have something else. Yeah, the only other thing I had is recently, some, to get some of these stories on um, the find on MSN.com. Mm-hmm. It's like you find something that seems interesting, and then you go, you click on it, and what they do is they give you a little paragraph, and then you scroll down and go click on next, or <laughs> next page. Yeah. You go to the next page, they give you just a little bit more about it, and then you got to click on the next page to get more info, yeah. and so forth and so forth. And it's like page 12 is where you really want to be for all the information that you're looking for. <laughs> right. Because some of these, I do like a copy and paste. So I can just get the main information on there to tell on the show. And so a lot of times when this happens, mm-hmm. say there's like a 14-page thing that you got to keep clicking next page, next page. Say it's 14 pages total. Once I get around six or eight, the page itself, it kind of freezes. I can't yeah. do anything now. It's because there's like 1,600 ads on the side going down and around the article. That's what's freezing up the page because some of these are actually like little videos and stuff. Right. It's annoying as shit. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like the slideshows either. It's like just tell me in one thing. I don't want to keep clicking. Then I try to hit the refresh button, and that takes like ten minutes to finally mm-hmm. refresh. Or well, it's still frozen, and I got stuff in the beginning again. Shit. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. So that grinds my gears as well. I understand. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna start this just as a starting point to, to round up the the, the show. And uh, I it's I have a ton of them, so I'll probably finish it at some point. I don't want to promise next week because I don't like to break promises. Next week, I'm going to try to finish the article about uh, the Gotham thing. Okay. There's only a couple more. Okay, so these are celebrity assholes, right? Celebrities who are just a jerk. Well, that should be a long list. It is a very long list. I actually tried to balance it out and find stories, actually, and find stories about nice people, but, you know. That's a short list. That is a very (laughs) short list, my friend. Um, So, real quick. Five names. Will Ferrell was king of the parade at Mardi Gras a few years ago. My husband and I happened to leave the parade around the same time he did, which was very late. Um, He was next to his limo. Well, really, it was a van. Before he left, he stopped to shake the hand of every person in the entourage of locals who assisted him at the parade and the ball. He was a class act. Yay. Okay. With his pizza and limousine. (laughs) I saw Liv Tyler walk into an art exhibit at the Museum Mono Art Uh, That was one person at a time. The wait was literally four to five hours to get in, and people would show up hours before the gallery opened to see it. Liv Tyler walked in, cut in front of everyone, and told the guard that she was next. Uh, He told her, no, she was not. Nice. And accommodations could be made ahead of time for busy people or VIPs, but she could not just cut in front of everyone with no warning. She threw a fit, argued with him about who she was. He shrugged, and she stormed off. Ha. 20 minutes later, Orlando Bloom showed up. Guard told him the same thing, and he said, That's fair. I totally get it. And spent time signing autographs. Nice. <laughs> See? That's fair. I totally get it. My wife was working at a restaurant years ago. Maria Shriver came in and asked to be seated. That's Mrs. Arnold Schwarzenegger, by the way. <laughs> she came in and asked to be seated. My wife told her it would be 45 minutes. Do you know who I am? She asked in a super bitchy tone. Yeah, you're Maria Shriver. It will be 45 minutes. (laughs) Do you know who I am? The worst thing, if you have like a little bit of fame, like the worst thing you could possibly fucking say to somebody is, do you know who I am? I don't care. It doesn't matter. Thank you. Never heard a bad thing about Mark Hamill. Dude is so fucking nice. Yes. Julia Roberts. I worked on a photo shoot with her and all I got is... All I got to say is, wow, from the moment she showed up to the moment she left, she screamed at everyone about everything. She's an absolute bitch to the nicest people (laughs) who did not deserve it. Apparently, that's how she always behaves, and there's no cameras on her. Lost every ounce of respect I had for her that day. Bitchy woman, walking down the street, bitchy woman, bitch I'd like to kill, pretty woman. I did PR for a movie distribution company. I would set up interviews and whatnot. The two biggest dicks were Tommy Lee Jones and Mike Myers. The two nicest, Will Smith and Viggo Mortensen. Hmm. That surprises me about Mike Myers. Yeah. Would he still be a be like a dick now? Because he hasn't yeah. done anything in years. He has done nothing. Last I heard, a couple of years ago, he was going to be uh, doing one more Austin Powers film. And I yep. haven't heard anything about that. Nope. I heard through blogs that Dan Aykroyd is a jerk. Oh. I met him once in the middle of nowhere in Otero, Canada. 
The, he was well, super nice. He was super nice to me and my girlfriend at the time. He wanted to know what kind of beer we were getting at the beer store. What was the fishing biting? What was the fish biting at this time of year? You know, just typical conversation. He even asked if I wanted a picture with him. Yes. I forgot my girlfriend was in the store, and he reminded me and waited for me to get her so we could all get in the same picture. Nice. It was a great experience. Maybe some people just have bad days. There you go. Good for you, Dan. I met Dan Aykroyd, too. He's crazy, but is nice. <laughs> I told him my brother owns a bar and liked his vodka. He said, well, of course he does. It's the best vodka in the world. <laughs> then went on to tell me about how it's distilled. <laughs> he, he sells them in like bottles in the shape yeah, of skulls. Skull, yeah. Kevin James is the biggest asshole. Oh. Buddy of mine was a waiter for him and he asked him if he wanted anything to drink. Kevin responds with, you were told not to speak to me. Apparently his guards tell all the waiters to stay a distance from him. What a fucking dick. How are you supposed to get service? I have no idea. How are the waiters supposed to do their job and maybe get a tip? I don't know. Because they're there to work. I'm just trying to finish the page. Rachel Ray, my cousin, worked in marketing for Cracker Brand she was selling. She comes in for a photo shoot wearing a low-cut blouse that revealed a good amount of cleavage when she bent over. Whoa. They asked if she could change clothes because a lot of the photos couldn't be used. Aww. She immediately blew up and was cursing at everyone. Even though the photo ads were aimed at kids and mothers because she's such a bitch, they couldn't get her to understand what was wrong. Eventually, they just used the photos and had to Photoshop in clothing to make it appropriate for the ad campaign. Hmm. Just change your fucking shirt. You're getting paid. Yeah. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> I have never heard anybody who has met William Shatner ever say a nice thing about him, which is weird because he just has the face of a person who seems likable. I've so, heard... <laughs> sometimes it's punchable. I've heard a lot of people say Adam West was a huge dick. But I met him more than once, and he was nice, kind, complimented my outfit, and let me take a picture with him. Well, he was kind of rude to our friend Joe when he got to meet him. Really? No. I try not to bother people, and I hated being that guy, <laughs> even when I was young. But he was at a convention when I did stop him, so he was kind of cool with it. Is Jake the Snake on there? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Asshole. That would be funny, though, yeah? I mentioned that one before. Was at San Diego Comic-Con a few years back, crossed the street to get to the main con area. There was a black SUV stopped waiting to turn. Everyone was looking at the window as they passed, and when I got there, I heard a familiar voice. It was Adam West. He was complimenting passerby cosplayers and telling everyone to have a great day. We're all going to have so much fun. It was a very cool moment. Yeah, until he got to his panel area where you pay for his autograph. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he turns into a dick. Sorry. Well, turns. Yeah, a friend Very worked. <laughs> yeah, a friend worked as part of Shatner's team for a convention. When it came time to let people in to sign autographs, he looked at the line, left, and would only come back when the line was longer. <laughs> Look at Sean's face. He's like, "What?" Prick. <laughs> Steven Seagal is notorious for kicking stuntmen in their junk. He finds it hilarious. <laughs> He's also been known to have hospitalized stunt performers in the past, even sending some for surgery. I have a ton of friends in the stunt industry, and one told me a story about the time Seagal arrived late to set and in a bad mood. He refused to practice the stunt. During the taping, he was supposed to throw the stunt performer through a cabinet headfirst that had been prepared to break. Instead, he drove the guy's top teeth through a portion that wasn't supposed to break. 
This broke the stuntman's upper jaw and knocked out most of his teeth. Wow. The guy has been through multiple surgeries since the incident. Uh, since the incident. Seagal just left like a fucking prick with no apology. Oh. Well, let's, let's uh, see him try to do it now, because a couple of years ago, I seen him on his own little cop show. Yeah, you see, he thinks he's a cop now. And he looks a lot fatter. <laughs> he looks like he's put on a lot of weight with his age. Yeah. So let's see him try to kick somebody in his uh, upper jaw right now. Yeah. Okay, so that's all we have time for. Uh, so maybe I'll I'll finish them next week. Poop. I'm sorry. I don't want to. You know. You know. I don't want to keep people uh, three hours here. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for joining us. And I'm going to shut up now. I hope the rest of your day is as pleasant as you are. Yay. Sean's got something to tell you. Tell him, Sean. I'm leaving to go celebrate my birthday. Yay! Woo! Thirty-one. Dude, you're like forty-one. Ah, shit. I didn't need a reminder. Apparently you do. <laughs> oh, old age. Count the candles. Have a good everything. <laughs>